Episode 58, Instructing Our Children in Beauty. Welcome to the Principles and Practice Podcast. This is where we discuss biblical principles for life and learning. I'm your host, Heather Hall, and this is my co-host, Brian Hall. Welcome back to another episode, everyone. In this episode, we are talking about beauty. Many of us are aware that we are, by design, able to identify what is beautiful. Plus, we're designed to respond to beauty. Now, this is because God's creation testifies to his goodness and the beauty of his holiness. And for that reason, we think it's important to be able to instruct our children in how to identify what is beautiful and to nurture that. Webster's definition of beauty is an assemblage of graces or an assemblage of properties in the form of the person or any other object which pleases the eye. It is hardly possible to define all the properties which constitute beauty we may observe in general. That beauty consists in whatever pleases the eye of the beholder, whether in the human body, in a tree, in a landscape, or in any other object. Now you notice that there are dichotomies of beauty. We have both the internal qualities of beauty, which not everyone sees, and the external qualities of beauty, which are seemingly in the eyes of the beholder. In any case, what is it about beauty that we may learn? So Isaiah 40:26 states, Raise your eyes on high and see who has created the stars. The one who brings out their multitude by number, he calls them all by name because of the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one of them is missing. The night sky is definitely a great opportunity to point out God's beauty and miraculousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember as a child uh, sitting out in the dark, darkest part of the night and just sitting there and watching the stars and just you can see the expanse of it all and how um, beautiful his creation is. Yeah, now the eye for beauty is intrinsic. And Webster was essentially saying that that means that we may see someone and think that he or she has physical qualities that are beautiful. It also means that we may see internal qualities of the individual, character, thought life, and personality that are beautiful. And those are things that we really want to highlight with our children. An assemblage of all of these may make an individual one of the most beautiful souls that we know. However, there is something to note and make our children aware of. And that is that commenting on the beauty of non-choice attributes, such as one's genetics, is a form of flattery. However, commenting on choice attributes like character or moral choices is a genuine expression of the appreciation of beauty. So how do we look at that when it comes to beauty that surrounds us in God's creation? Recently, when Brian and I took a hike to a fall, I asked out loud, What is it that makes a waterfall so beautiful? We all know that they're beautiful. And there was a man standing next to me. He looked over at us, then back at the waterfall, and entered into a contemplation about that question as well. You know, when we ask our, our kids the same question, it's a lot of times it's the same. Sometimes it's different and what they think is beautiful. And it's all the different aspects of that beauty that are individual to each other. Mm -hmm. Now, and there are a lot of great opportunities out in God's creation to be pointing God's natural law, his creation to him, and then having those discussions with our children. Mm -hmm. 
But you don't have to be out in the woods in order to do that. There was an artist that we studied, Hundertwasser is his last name, and he had noticed that there was a weed growing in a crack in a sidewalk. And that spoke a lot to him about beauty and then life springing up out of something that wasn't like a situation that wasn't ideal. And if I remember right, this was when there was a war that was taking place and there was a lot of destruction that had happened yet. There was a small tiny place in a crack where life was springing up Mm -hmm. and expressing hope and beauty. Mm -hmm. So we can use the example of the waterfall that we were looking at to discuss external qualities of beauty and God's creation. As mentioned, we all know that a waterfall is beautiful. We're designed to know what is beautiful and what's ugly. And again, we love pointing our family's thoughts toward God when we're outdoors in his creation. So in a discussion with each of our children, we asked them, why is a waterfall so beautiful? And here are some different thoughts. Water rushes in a pleasing manner to the eye. Oftentimes, the water is crystal clear. They can look like a bridal veil. They drape and flow in an attractive manner. The use of line in them is remarkable. They add another layer of lovely texture to God's earth canvas. They're all unique. There's nothing else like them. They start from somewhere, go somewhere, and never stop. When they freeze, they're like a memory, a moment captured in time. That's a good one. (laughs) Uh, They add music to our surroundings. It declares God's majesty and creativity. They add a softness to their surroundings. So what are internal qualities of beauty when it comes to waterfalls? Well, there are several instances in scripture where it's recorded that Jesus used concrete things in his creation to teach us spiritual truths. Therefore, to an extent, we can see spiritual things the internal qualities. I think spiritual truths are internal qualities because they work around the intellect to reach the heart and form convictions. The question is, what will the individual's response to Holy God be about the lessons? These are some internal qualities that come to mind from studies on the topic. Amos 5.24 states, But let justice roll out like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. God wants Christians to govern by consistently ruling justly and righteously. Biblical justice and righteousness are beautiful. As Christians, we know this internally because of Christ governed within us. When Christians rule in these ways, it brings order and beauty to the lives of others. Waterfalls can teach us lessons about his voice. Revelation 14.2 says, And I heard a voice from heaven like the sound of many waters and like the sound of loud thunder, And the voice which I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. I often think of Revelation 14-2 when I listen to the crashing of ocean waves, the echo of waterfalls reaching the bottom of a pool, and the trickle of a babbling brook. These various forms of rushing water are peaceful, calming, soothing. They're a symphony all on their own with layers of notes. In one fashion or another, they grab my attention. Aren't these beautiful descriptions of God's voice? They resonate with us internally because we can relate to them as he, as we read his word and know his voice. So God has purposes for waterfalls, and we can appreciate the spiritual truths and purposes of waterfalls by God's design. 
They aren't just for beautifying the world, they bless the environment in several ways. And they also have functions that help us to govern the earth, to have dominion and subdue it. And that's just about waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you can teach truths and anything. Right, There's we are surrounded by beauty everywhere. And there are just so many different external qualities that we can appreciate when we observe them with our children and have discussions and then turn to God's word to learn about how we can see, to turn to God's word to learn about principles and also the lessons that he teaches us in regards to those concrete examples in his creation. So our question for you is, when you're out with your family, where do you see beauty declaring God's glory? It doesn't have to be seen in the woodlands, as mentioned before, or the tropics or mountaintops. If you keep your eyes open, you can see it in the crevices of sidewalks and nooks of tree branches as birds make their little nests. Indeed, it's everywhere and always pointing us to our Heavenly Father through our five senses. Okay, well, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. As always, if you're looking for additional resources or support, you can visit our website at principalacademy.com, check out our shop and our blog, and you can also find us on Facebook at Christian Homeschooling with Bible Principles, also on Instagram under Principal Academy. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, well, this is Heather Hall. And this is Brian Hall. For Christ and His glory. <laughs> <laughs>